0: Hello and welcome back to the Self Healer Soundboard. Today's episode, we're going to talk about speaking your truth. What do we mean when we say that and what role does speaking your truth
1: play on our healing journey? As most episodes, this one came naturally in response to our previous episode which was on healing the mother wound that we timed to be released on Mother's Day and We've been continuously listening to and reading and hearing all of your feedback from that episode and seeing really just how powerfully it resonated with so many of you. And from my own personal experience, that episode in itself, you know, while they all are raw episodes from our hearts, that one in particular felt really special to me because it was the first time I actually truly allowed myself to hone in on my truth and say it out loud. And while there might not be anything so wild or crazy that was discussed in that episode that would be new to any listeners, for me, I could tell a distinct difference in, you know, talking about this chaotic, traumatic, abusive childhood I had rather than being really honest with where I'm actually at, how I actually feel and what my actual truth is, which for me is what the reality of the situation is. While I'm very transparent in a lot of ways with my experience and with my family, there have been and still are in some ways some things that I protect or that I don't share or discuss. And I saw just how much I myself was filtering my own truth out of an act of preservation or an act of protection for, in that episode, specifically my mother or my parents. And how moving it was for me, certainly emotional. And, you know, in some ways it was painful. I had a lot of release after recording that episode. And I've really been so inspired and so moved by the feedback and how much it resonated to hear just rawness and vulnerability because reality is we all have a truth and most of us many of us in some ways have truths that we have fear of speaking and why do we fear we fear speaking our truth for the disconnection it might cause the upset it may cause the other person we're actually programmed to do the opposite. If we're in fear, well, then we better take a different route and not go down that path. So it was really liberating for me to speak my truth and really just also broaden out to all of the times that we still filter. We don't speak our truth and what actually speaking our truth means for us first. I think that's you know a really great place to start is, you know, what are we even meaning
0: when we say speak our truth? And You know, what our truth is really does vary individual to individual because this is really grounded in the reality that truths in and of themselves are subjective, which means we each have a different one. And if you tuned into the Mother's Day episode, I shared um, of my early realizations of this differing reality, mainly in the context of me having a different experience um, within my family of my mom in particular And then hearing, you know, my mom described in a very different way by my two much older siblings. So if you didn't tune in, I have a sister who is 15 years older than me and a brother who is 18 years older than me. So in a lot of ways, our childhood did look a lot different. My mom was 42 when she became pregnant with me. So she was older and much less energy. And there was just a lot of differences. Um, By that time, her chronic illness had already began with a lot of symptoms that were becoming problematic and for many different reasons. Um, The way I experienced my family was much different. And I'm highlighting this here because I think sometimes when we hear the word truth, a lot of us have the idea that there's like an objective stamp, like this is what it is. And we have to kind of test litmus test how it is for us by this outside being source narrative or whatever it is. And I really want to begin by emphasizing that we create, we're filtering, we're a participant in our reality at every moment. That doesn't mean it's any less valid. It's actually really important to carve out that space or to, in the moments where it is appropriate and applicable, to stand in the truth of what it was for you, even if those around you are reflecting back or if it was for them something different. Because the truth of the matter is there is not one universal
1: truth that applies to each of us. Just as we are all unique individual beings, yes, we are all connected, though we're going to have our individual truths. What's in my heart as my truth may differ from someone here who's listening. So then what does that even mean? Your truth is your you. It is your essence, whatever that being is that makes you you. Now, all throughout the day, we have moments and opportunities to live our truth, to embody our truth, and to speak our truth. And we've both shared examples here because of that Mother's Day episode last week that are around speaking our truth in regards to our parents. And I know that is a big one for many of us. We all have parents, whether we are in connection or even know them or not. Speaking our truth around our parents tends to be a very hot topic or a very sensitive topic because it's something that we all can relate to. That is just a micro example of speaking your truth. Speaking your truth can come in so many different facets yes it's in conversation with another though it's also how you live your life the actions that you take the way you live your life and what it is that you're doing with your life are you living and embodying your truth me right now sitting in this chair this is the living breathing embodiment of me and of my truth my truth within me is to serve it is to share my heart and my experience, and to teach and learn transparently along the way. Now, I can hone in on that articulation of it in reflection, though that's not a new truth that just came about. I can see all the way back to childhood, that same light within me, the same light that I found and fostered and allowed really to crack open and become the embodiment of my life. It has all been lived sort of as a seeker, really seeking alignment so that my external world matches what my internal truth is. And before you can create that alignment or start living a life embodying that truth, we first have to spend time with ourselves and one, actually know who we are, give ourselves an opportunity to meet the brilliant and wise person that is within you, and then to ask ourselves and discover, well, what is my truth? What is that thing that lights me up? And it's our job and responsibility to take actions seeking that truth. I love, Jenna, how you're really, as we, I think, often do here, you're expanding
0: the definition of of what truth is, right? Truth isn't just ideas, statements. Truth really is the whole totality of our being. I mean, you know, speaking our truth for some of us is the way we are are just our self-expression. How are we in the world? And so maybe some of you out there are listening, you know, and wondering, well, you know, if if we were born in this state, and I'm sure those of you who have children around you or have had experiences with children, you can probably see that really pure essence. As I know we've talked about on the past on here, I think in the play episode, we talked a bit about this that's really visible. So I think the next really question that comes to a lot of our minds is, well, why aren't we? Why don't we continue to, to live that truth? Not to speak for myself, when I was in my 30s, when I really began to first kind of come to the awareness that um, I was healing some things in my life, if you would have said the word truth to me or asked me what my truth was, Nicole, what's your passion? What's your purpose? These are all words I heard. I'd read many books about people who are living very very passionate and purposeful lives. Um, I, could, I wasn't even connected at that point to what I wanted to, how I wanted to spend my time. Those words were so empty for me. And what I came to realize, you know, in exploring myself was I came to see all of the different Disconnections and misalignments to the point where I had watered down myself so much that I actually didn't know what my truth was. And going back to a very beautiful point you made in your intro, there's a, a, a reason why, for those of you who are out there listening, might be questioning or wondering or maybe outright no, you're not living in alignment with what your truth is. And again, the reason usually originates in our earliest environments where quite consistently, of course, there were experiences that we lived where our truth wasn't welcomed or where it wasn't safe to be who we are. And as the little adaptive creatures that we all are as children, because those bonds are so important to us, we couldn't modify our environment. We were too dependent on it. So instead we modified ourselves. And we begin to then live in a state of disconnection in service of fitting into our environment, of keeping ourselves safe and oftentimes doing so in a system or in relationships that aren't actually safe at all. So for a lot of us, that disconnection from truth begins to happen really early. Um, And again,
1: usually in those core, our earliest environments. And on the flip side, for some of us, we may not know what our truth is or that we have spent time in it until we take time to peel back and actually reflect. Now for me, as a child, you know, one of the benefits in a way, or how I've reframed it as a benefit of, you know, being a latchkey kid and not really having anyone around or if I did, having it be a really unstable, not okay environment was that, I did become a seeker. I sought environment around me that was safe. I sought service. I saw so many people coming and contributing and donating to my family, whether it was food, clothes, shelter, church services, or volunteer projects. That was so much a part of my upbringing through sheer survival. Now, through that, I can see in reflection a life that was led very much seeking this truth without knowing that I was going after it. I've always lived a life that was really led by my heart, by that pull. I think it's Rumi has a quote that says, Allow yourself to be led by the strange pull of your heart. It will never lead you astray or something along those lines. I apologize for not saying it correctly, though I absolutely resonate that because I didn't have articulation for it then. I didn't have words, though I always felt a pull, literally as if I had a string attached to my heart that was pulling me forward. Now, it pulled me forward into all of these different facets of life, whether it was you know, working in hospitals with children, working or starting nonprofits in grassroots, working and teaching children. It was always in service of others. And I can see now that common thread, and I can take all of these, what would seem like random careers or different life choices that to no one else really made sense because it was never a straight line. And I can see now that the common denominator in all of them was being of service and being in service with other people. And I, when I reflect on that, I can feel and see in my mind's eye that flicker of that light within me that I was able somehow to hone in on. And through survival, which I'm grateful for, I was able to begin really fanning that flame in a sense, even though I didn't know that I was doing that. So it gives me a great opportunity now to look back and see, okay, well, then what does truth actually mean? For me, what keeps coming up is that light within my heart. So for anyone who's listening and thinking, you know, well, what is my truth? I don't even know who I am. What do you mean living a life embodying my truth? I don't even know what that is. Well, this is where you have to actually take the time, create the time to sit in silence with yourself, to be with yourself. You are an incredibly brilliant and wise being, and it's your job now to tap into that wisdom. It's all internal and waiting for you to hone in on. You need to actually set aside the time and sit and be with yourself. Begin asking yourself those questions. What lights me up? What sparks joy? What have I noticed looking back on my life that I always consistently go to do, that I enjoy doing? Our truth also happens to be something that is natural to us. It's something that we are naturally good at in a way because it is an extension of ourselves. I
0: love that you've brought this, the concept of self in here. And I think this is so important is to honor that there, there is a self, an inner being, again, that oftentimes has different wants, different needs, different ideas. And I'm speaking to everyone out there who's similar to my own journey, didn't have the safety or the space to have separation in childhood. And a lot of times the language that we hear around this or the way this lack of boundaries or separation is described in our relationships is terms like enmeshment or codependency. And really simply what that means is ourself or who we think we are becomes, and the line between us and someone else becomes so blurred that there is no differentiation. And so what this looked like for me in childhood Having like limited emotional boundaries between myself and my family meant that when there was a feeling in the family, and typically the feelings in my family early on with two individuals, my mom and my sister, who had chronic health issues um, throughout their whole lives, more or less, um, my sister less so now because she's definitely on her own healing journey, though a lot of health-related crises were Um, prevalent in my early environment. So when that happened, when there was stress or something to worry about and say something was happening with my sister, the whole family system would fall into that dysregulation, fall into a stressed state. So really simply, what I learned very early on is that me, my thoughts, my feelings, if I brought home something stressful to my family, I now impact the whole unit. Stress bleeds out. That was at least the family environment I was born into. So what that then resulted in, flash forward many years of time um, into my 20s, into my early 30s, I had a subconscious habit now of filtering my truths, of worrying, of hitting a pause. All of this, of course, was unconscious, of playing out a tape of what I thought I wanted or if I wanted to express this thing or if I had this need and I wanted to get it met in this way, I would unconsciously play out a tape of, what effect would this have on someone else? And if I had any inclination that it would cause worry, it would cause upset, it would paint me in a light that I didn't wanna be seen in to this other person, I wouldn't do it. Um, So when we talk about self and and differentiating ourself, um, it is so important. And when we're talking about truth, really locating that truth within this self, again, that is different from the world around us and identifying if you are like me, coming from an environment where we didn't have those limits, where we didn't have that separation. And again, where we weren't safe to express ourselves because chances are unconsciously, you're vetting what you're saying. You're self-censoring. One of the, the courses we released a couple months ago in the circle, our self-healing membership was about self-censorship. And again, all of this happens unconsciously and is again, oftentimes was once, I should say, The best adaptation, the best way that we could help keep ourselves safe in our environment, yet we don't grow out of it. We keep cycling in that way. So then we become the adult who doesn't know what our truth is because we don't actually have a separate self
1: yet. I'm realizing as you're sharing, Nicole, that one of the reasons I was able to hone in so much on seeking that truth of myself is because I was out of my home environment as soon as I could be out of it. Even when I was 14 and 17, while I was still in high school, twice I left it to move from New York to Pennsylvania only to return. And then when graduation came, when I was 18, I quite literally left and never went back. I've spent more time now creating my own life elsewhere than I actually spent back in New York. I realized recently I've spent more time living away on my own now than I've ever spent living even in close relation to my mother my father or any of my siblings so while speaking my truth in the environment I was in may have likely been paralyzing I was also I was a child I didn't necessarily know my truth I kept being you know pulled by, this feeling within my heart and this this fire or this passion within. And I honed in on that. But aside from that, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know why I was doing it other than I felt called. And you know, as a 17 year old, I probably would have told you the same thing. I just I feel called to. I don't know why, but this is what I'm doing. So I left. I pieced out of there as soon as I could, and I'm grateful for past Jenna for that. Because it allowed me to go and create my own environments, to create my own families, to create my own communities and my own networks that did serve me or that at least were in alignment and always tended to be in alignment with where I was going. I knew how bad things had gotten at home and how bad they could get. I knew that when I walked away from that, I was going to do everything and anything in my power to not put myself in that position again. Because that transition from child to adulthood, especially with parentification, becoming an adult, becoming my parent's parent at a very young age, it's not like I waited to turn 18 and I was like, oh, I'm an adult now. No, I probably felt like I was 18 when I was eight because that's the role that I played amongst my family. So I'm seeing in reflection now that I was able to speak my truth or what felt like speaking my truth for so long and continue seeking it because I left that environment. I wasn't connected with my family. I didn't ever move back home to New York after 17, 18. And throughout that period, I'm 35 now. So that's what, 17, 18 years. There were a, a decade of years that I didn't speak to my father. I didn't speak to my brother about four or five years that I didn't speak to my mom. I wasn't in connection. So Without knowing either the language for boundaries or what I was doing, I can see in reflection I was intuitively putting space between us. I was intuitively placing boundaries and creating separation really for my own survival. And the thing that is really so beautiful to for me to realize now too is that flame I keep referring to or that pull in my heart, that's what acted as and became and still is my home base, my parent, in so many ways, that was my default because it was something that I couldn't explain. It was something so greater and beyond me that I couldn't make sense of, yet I could feel it so divinely within my body. And I mentioned that specifically because as a society, we have gotten so detached from our physical bodies, and the wisdom that is within our physical body when we're paying attention. We've become such a society that lives in our minds, in this cycle of thoughts, and we're not tapping into the wisdom that is within. And I've shared it before. One of my favorite quotes ever is by Nietzsche, and it says, there is more wisdom in your body than in your greatest philosophy. And when I sit and resonate on those words, I realize that it really has been the wisdom in my body that I couldn't make sense of, but that I have allowed to guide me. So in some ways, what I love so much about Nicole and I is that while we're on aligned and similar paths, we almost came from two different directions and then swapped, where Nicole had came from this sort of very practical, very practical path, and then there's this meeting in this expansion of this spiritual side that was there all along that's now being honed in on and i look at my life and think so many times it it was a spiritual path where maybe practicality would have been (laughs) beneficial at some points though i found my way i found myself here i put myself here because i spoke my truth actually quite literally because i reached out and sent a dm to nicole and said hey this is the work that we're doing i'm here for this Let's have a conversation. It's why we're in a relationship. It's why we have the family we have now because I followed that same flame in my heart and realized, well, this is my gamble. It's either I'm going to choose to betray my truth and live with that, which I have learned causes an unworkable life. I get stuck. Things start to not work because I'm betraying. I'm not honoring. I'm only able to do that because I could see it. If I couldn't see or wasn't aware of that truth in my heart, then I wouldn't be able to have the space to really make a choice to act on it. And when you do take that space to meet yourself, to be with yourself, to allow yourself to be fearful and still move forward anyways, honoring courageously and authentically that truth of your heart that's when we can create a life in alignment. That's when things start to seem to just flow or things start to just work out for you or poof, it's there. And things don't seem to be a struggle. It's because you've honed in on your own unique truth.
0: And for a lot of us, I want to go back um, to this concept you know, of space. And like you're saying, it's very interesting how similar yet different our journeys are though um, space and separation absolutely played a role in, in my own as well. So as I was coming to the awareness that I didn't have space, that I was always watering down my truth, suppressing my wants, suppressing my needs to the extent that I was so disconnected um, from my body, from my emotions, from that deeper inner well of intuition and um, passion and purpose, I too realized how important it was for me to to actualize, to create that much needed space. And what that looked like for me was less of an intuitive um, gesture and more of a very difficult (laughs) conscious decision, uh, because the timing of all that all of this was happening for me and you know, to use the language um, that you just used, and you know that I very much believe in. My spiritual self was behind the scenes all along, and it was really getting to this point where it couldn't. It was so misaligned with the choices that my mind and my body were making day after day, moment after moment. All of which was happening in a very close container between me and my family. At this point, I was living in Philadelphia, <laughs> You're busting out of the scene back where my family is from. For a very long time, I lived. <clears throat> nine plus years in New York City, which gave me 99 miles, it turns out, between me and my family, which was just enough that I would only see them around holiday time. And of course, I would go home very diligently, spend holidays with my family. And outside of that, there was physical distance, there was emotional distance. And when I had made the decision to move back to Philly, back home, not only was there an increased frequency um, that I was able to see my family, um, but again, emotionally, now when there were crises in the family and hospital visits and you know decisions to be made, there was the emotional reliance that was now increased. There wasn't that distance. So the very difficult decision that I, I came to make that I've spoken about before was to actually ask for to create that separation between me and. And some of my longest relationships, in particular, my family, where I actually did ask for space, um, ask to be separated, and took that time to explore, to give myself the possibility of reconnecting. Because with them in my life, I was so programmed. um, I was so worried, um, concerned. Uh, I could only really view myself through the filter of my family. And again, while this isn't the journey for all of us, space played a very real part of my journey. And within that space, then it was building that foundation of reconnection back in, learning how to, to be in co-creation with my body which simply just means that we are a consciousness living in a body our body is coming along with us there's emotions there that are incredibly important within our body is where our heart lives and this heart space that Jenna continues to beautifully talk about and if you're not connected to that as I wasn't we're not going to be able to to hear it we're not going to be able to know what our truth is and it's going to be very difficult then to live in alignment so for me creating the space allowed me to then keep my commitment to focus on me and only me and to begin to make sense of who this self was so that over time then I could begin to more authentically be in the world simply by speaking and being my truth.
1: I love something you said there about your body coming along with you. And I'm a very visual learner and a visual person. And that visual of you know our body is our shell if everyone could just imagine right now just your human body and illuminate imagine that heart inside your body that heart your heart's desire your heart's passion your creativity your call your purpose for life however you want to word it it's not floating around out in the sky it is quite literally <laughs> in here inside of you right now so everyone can also <laughs> just take a moment and have a a deep breath and sigh of relief and really a gratitude and gratefulness for the fact that we are not searching for anything out there. We're in fact not searching for anything. We're instead discovering what is already within. And that heart, that purpose, that thing that I've been led by is something, like you said, To connect to. Now, where are we if we're not connected to it? My head isn't floating off of my body with my body and my heart beating, you know, in some form over here. No, my head is connected to it, yet I say I'm disconnected, or we say we are not connected to our hearts. Our minds are not taking the conscious space to connect with and really honor the power and the wisdom that is actually here. So there's not some magic concoction we need to do or some experiment to to merge or connect the two. I think first we have to open ourselves up to allow and accept the fact that we are already connected every moment that we're not living in alignment or allowing ourselves to hear what our heart is saying. We are actually, whether we want to admit it or not, whether it's conscious or not, we are making a choice to live separate from it or to pretend that we're living separate from it because we're never actually separate. And the moment we start to pretend anything that is different than actual reality, that's when we get ourselves into murky water. That's when we start to get stuck. We kind of run into a wall. Things start to not work out. Plans start to fall through. We start to get stressed out or don't feel illuminated. So as always it really does begin with self and while we've been talking about this episode and intro it as speaking your truth. I don't know if that's what we'll end up titling it. We'll find out after. I'm realizing that speaking or speak can be subbed out for so many different words. It is really it's living, acting, breathing and embodying your truth even as Nicole was sharing You know, making that conscious choice to have separation, to have boundaries from her past, from her family, from that conditioning, because how could you discover yourself and your own truth if you're inundated with all of the enmeshment, the codependency, the thoughts, the feelings, everything of everyone around you? There's quite literally no space for you to even hear your own thoughts let alone the thoughts and feelings of your heart. So those boundaries or that space taken, that was an action. That's an embodiment. That is speaking your truth. Even though it meant not speaking, it was living your truth, which just means making a choice that is honoring and supporting you living into your truth or making choices that support you living into the discovery of your truth, which means making yourself a priority, carving out five minutes in the morning, 10 minutes a day, carving out, I don't know, 30 minutes a week, making time for you to sit and be with you consistently. And it's its only when we do that, when we begin to peel
0: back the layers and first become curious and, and then journey into discovery of, of who this self is, that we even give ourselves the opportunity to begin, like you're saying, to live then in alignment. And actually the Instagram account, the holistic psychologist, um, was created. And one of the main intentions for me personally, for that account was to, to have a space, um, via a social media platform to begin to share my truth after again, coming, through the family, with the conditioning that I had, with a concern of how my truth would affect others, and then coming through a school system where for seven plus years of my training in clinical psychology, I was actually directly advised against speaking a truth or being a person, um, where we were very heavily trained to be neutral, not to share our story or our humanness in the room. And for me, um, that never sat right, and what i came to understand is we we want that humanity so seeing how important it was for me individually and professionally as i was coming to the awareness that you know this old way of thinking of of humans as separate creatures and right i was in the business of being the mind and i was supposed to tinker in the mind and give people the appropriate thoughts to change their life and really realizing how um insufficient that is that there's a mind, there's a body, right? We are this entire being. I wanted to speak about it. My life was quite literally changing um, and it was really important for me to stand in that truth. So. Creating that holistic psychologist account was again an exercise in my own healing. Can I walk through all of the fear of what would my colleagues think? What will my family think? Um, you know, being not in contact, how's it going to be for them to now see me, you know, visible on the internet, sharing these stories? What will people think? And for me, living in that alignment um, and challenging myself to walk through that discomfort, which was absolutely there, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't, gifted me with then the opportunity. To live in alignment in my relationships and to connect with humans like you, Jenna, not only in terms of personally and professionally, but in terms of the journey that we're the direction we're going in. Um, This is why the, I think the community of self-healers is took off so quickly. It was this universal residence of so many humans across the world looking desperately for this alignment. And you know, we all say we want authentic relationships, we want this deep connection. To have that, we first ourselves as an individual have to be living in alignment because when we're in our own alignment and our own resonance, then we literally do attract the people that we're meant to attract in our life. obviously one of those incredible humans is you um, and and crossing your path and just having that inner knowing that we there was a deeper connection. We were looking in the same direction. Really, I believe came from both of us individually learning how to live in alignment in expression of our truth in the world.
1: 100%. And I value that about our relationship with, with Lolly, the three of us, and really the relationship that continues to grow and evolve with this community in general, both within the self-healer circle in our online membership and also like you guys who are listening, everyone who is on and connecting with us on social media and these various platforms. This podcast is a massive testament (laughs) to us speaking our truth and really just creating a space to speak courageously and speak authentically. And it, it does... It does take consistent practice as we consistently say, because it's something that we face moment to moment and day to day. I mean, even while we're recording this, I'm sure there's 10 thoughts that I've now learned to just toss in the back seat that have gone through my mind filtering, like, oh, Jenna, don't say that, that's that's exclusive, that doesn't include everyone. Like, You do start to police your own thoughts. I know very much, anytime we're doing a live event, and I think, Nicole, you experienced this too, especially with you know the times of cancel culture that we've been in, we've really begun to censor ourselves in, in so many ways as a society, as a collective, as countries. There's a lot of censoring. There's a lot of filtering. There's a lot of different opinions. And it's so important to really honor, one, that you are a you. You are a self and this brilliant being that is 100% worthy of this human experience and an authentic human experience that you've created, that lights you up, that is your purpose, that is your passion. I want that for everyone. And I I want that because of the the fulfillment that I've experienced from it, but also because I see the world as a massive puzzle. Each of us as our own individual unique puzzle pieces, and it's our own individual work To do the work, to spend the time meeting ourselves, figuring out what that thing is, what that purpose, what that truth is, what your heart song is, and then living into it, having the courage to step through the fear. The fear is not going to go away. It's going to be there. I'm terrified every time we do a podcast, every time I do a live event that doesn't go away. You should see after we record these podcasts, I need to go and take like 30 (laughs) minutes to myself. I have this whole like anxiety hangover. Even when we do live events in the circle, you know, that feels like my global family and community. And it's really comfortable though. I'm still a perfectionist in so many ways. I still filter so many things, or am fearful to speak a certain way that it's going to offend someone over here. And while there is a responsibility and a professionalism in that for sure, because I I've definitely learned to appreciate challenging my own thoughts, which I think is a really helpful thing for all of us as we grow. Your thoughts are definitely they will deceive you. We can't believe all of our thoughts, and when we are able to peel back the layers of that onion to step back and begin to separate ourselves from our thoughts, we can start to then get curious about them. We can start to see that all of the beliefs and conditioning that we grew up with, that we didn't choose as a child, well, all of those beliefs and conditionings are where our thoughts are being created from. Now, a lot of the beliefs I grew up with as a child are not aligned. They aren't my truth. This happens a lot with religion. A lot of us were raised in certain religions with certain beliefs that as we begin to discover our own self, our own voice, our own unique being, many of us can start to see, oh, I might not really align with this belief or this religion or this culture that I was raised in. And even that itself is terrifying to speak out loud. So, so many people choose not to out of fear because we want and need to be accepted now why do we need to be accepted by a community we need connection humans survive from human connection it's why We've created this podcast. It's why this community exists. It's why many of you are here listening because you yourself are also seeking that same light that's within you and finding and fostering a community that is going to help you fan and really emblaze that light.
0: I think this is a perfect time before we end to actually bring this full circle with a reminder that uh, I began this podcast episode with, which is how unique your truth is. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else and often it won't. And without opening up a whole bag of worms and maybe a future episode we'll do on being misunderstood, though the reality of it is people around you might not fully see things the way you see, might not agree with your way of being or your way of self-expression. You might challenge others and in the environment around you and reminding yourself that everyone's truth is unique to them is valid even in absence of anyone else from externally validating it or affirming it and really again finding that affirmation that validation within yourself within your own heart and for some of us that means embarking or beginning the journey through this curiosity through maybe the realization that You know, there is a lack of alignment there, or maybe there isn't an awareness of what our truth yet is, though knowing that we can all find our way back into that space. Like you very beautifully said, it's not outside. There's no one who's going to reflect back to you your truth like your heart will. So, if anything, this episode, I hope for some of you out there listening, becomes an invitation. Um, And of course, an invitation to continue on this journey. Of, of truth with us each and every week. Um, and as you've been seeing, I'm sure if you've been tuning along, most of the conversations that we have really evolve out of previous conversations, of comments, of commentary that we're hearing from this community. And in a very beautiful way, this is an authentic creation, um, a co-creation of not only just Jenna and I, obviously, who sit here in front of you, but of all of us, of all of our truths, quite globally now, coming in and having a platform and giving everyone the space to have their say, to have their self-expression, and of course, to have the safety for their own internal validation. So honoring the journey that we are all on and honoring you all who are tuning into these episodes. And as always, we thank you. For your time, and we're always looking in the comments um, of the YouTube. So, anyone who maybe is listening on any of the podcast platforms, also know that we do have the visual of these episodes up on our YouTube channel, the Self Healer Soundboard, um, where you can leave comments not only on the episodes, but
1: interest, topics, anything, conversation for future. Head over to YouTube, drop us a comment, or you can leave us a review on any of the podcast platforms. We immensely appreciate you guys being here, all of your listening, comments, sharing. We love you and we will be with you again next week.